Well, thank you so much for the introduction. When in doubt about a person's name, just use the first one. So Reeve Dave, I appreciate your, your introduction and all the great work that you're doing in the area. I also want to thank, especially thank uh, Mayor Alana Nachu, who, uh, who took me on a, a, a helicopter tour of the region so I could see all the amazing work that is being done in the industrial heartland. It's remarkable to me just how much economic value is concentrated into all of those different sites embedded in a beautiful landscape of wonderful farmland and other, uh, other activity that is going on. I think everybody would benefit from being able to see the industrial heartland the way I was able to. Um, I should also mention I got a chance to see the Vinca Bridge and you will find no greater advocate for all of the infrastructure needs that you have then Jackie Armstrong Hominick, who is the MLA for Fort Saskatchewan and Vagerville, she is here today as well. So thank you, Jackie, for your advocacy. And uh, she's going to be here the entire conference. So feel free if we've missed anything to let her know. And I can tell you, I, I have absolute guarantee she'll be bringing it up at, at future caucus meetings. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Mayor Amarjeet Sohi as well. The, the number of conferences that are, are taking place in this incredible city the hydrogen conference from earlier this year. I was just here a couple of days ago for the carbon capture utilization and storage conference, which was also sold out. This one is sold out. I just, that is such a testament to all the amazing things that are happening here. And I should as well say, because I'm so interested in the hydrogen economy, Edmonton International Airport is really an incredible leader in helping to develop those, that hydrogen economy. They've uh, purchased 100 Toyota Mirais, and I got a chance. I haven't driven for a while because I do have uh, a detail that drives me, but they let me drive the hydrogen vehicle over the summer, and what a treat that was. I think that that is going to be an amazing accelerator to everything that we are trying to do in, uh, in this economy. Edmonton is at the heart of it from the production size, from the support that the, uh, the mayors have given to adopting these technologies, and all of the industry that is working on making this an accelerated area of green investment. So I want to thank all of you and just so delighted to be here today. The, um, I want to just thank as well all our partners here today, including Alberta's Industrial Heartland Association, municipal governments, environmental organizations, and industry representatives. It's only through your cooperation that we've been able to get the designated industrial zone up and running. And I'm happy to be here for the association's annual conference to share a bit about our government's plans for the industrial heartland. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that the zone is at the heart of our plans for our economy. Alberta is Canada's leading and most reliable economic engine, and the industrial heartland is at the core of our robust economy. The cluster is the country's biggest hydrocarbon processing region, home to world-scale refineries, as well as chemical and petrochemical facilities supporting over 30,000 jobs. And I have in my notes 40 billion in investment, but from uh, Reeve Dave, I understand I've got to update that to $45 billion in investment and continuing to grow. It's more than 500 square kilometers of proof of the power of network effects and of the growth potential of Alberta's energy sector. And we want to build on this success 
in competitive and environmentally responsible ways. And that's why Alberta's government created the designated industrial zone pilot project. The zone is founded on improved regulatory processes and faster approval times and less red tape and clear expectations about environmental outcomes backed by strong monitoring and management. Our goal is to bring an increased level of investment to the zone by 2030 and much more is possible. Alberta's Industrial Heartland Association estimates growth could reach $30 billion in the next 10 years, resulting in an additional 90,000 direct and indirect jobs. And to enable you to hit these targets, we're offering more support and room to grow through the Alberta Petrochemical Incentives Program, or APIP. As you know, the APIP program provides rebates to encourage private sector investment in new or expanded Alberta-based petrochemical manufacturing facilities, including those producing value-added petrochemical, hydrogen, fertilizer, and fuel products, so many of which that we see here. Any petrochemical project using natural gas as a feedstock is eligible for a 12% rebate on eligible capital costs once it's begun operations. It's about providing investors with certainty and transparency and flexibility while saving time on bureaucracy, diversifying the economy, and capitalizing on the growing worldwide demand for petrochemicals. And by all accounts, APIP is doing exactly what it was designed to do. So far, the program has attracted applications from around the world, amounting to over $36 billion worth of investment, if all of that makes it to final investment decision. And we've added more than $600 million in funding to make the most of opportunities in this sector. APIP is turning Alberta's industrial heartland into a destination for world-leading projects like Air Products, $1.6 billion natural gas to hydrogen production facility, interprovincial pipelines, $4 billion propane to polypropylene plastic facility, Dow Chemicals, $32 million expansion of its ethylene production facility, and so much more. The APEP and industrial heartland are major factors on why Dow Chemical is considering locating their globally leading path to zero ethylene cracker in Alberta. Jobs, research, and innovation, these are the priorities of Alberta's government, and we see them happen right here in the, in the industrial heartland. And we're giving investors rock-solid confidence that Alberta's fast-growing petrochemical sector is the right place for their investment dollars. So given how effective and successful APIP has been, we intend to develop similar incentive programs <clears throat> for other, <clears throat> other capital-intensive industries focused on emissions reduction. I mentioned that a little bit earlier this week when I was at the Carbon Capture Conference, and we are hoping, I am going to COP28 in, uh, in, at the end of November, and we are hoping to have something available to announce then. We are also hoping that our federal counterparts, to, uh, to uh, Mayor Reeves, or uh, to Reeve Dave's point, um, we're hoping that our federal counterparts will also match us so that we are able to provide some certainty in the industry as well. These include uh, areas, as I mentioned, like carbon capture, utilization, and storage, ammonia, lithium, liquefied natural gas, geothermal, and mineral development. These are the industries of the future, and they are leading to the technologies that will provide humanity with the miracles of cheap and abundant energy and resources, all while reducing carbon dioxide emissions. And Alberta will be a global leader in every respect. Our goal is to be carbon neutral by 2050, even as we become international markets preferred supplier of responsibly sourced oil, natural gas, and minerals. And we're laying the, the groundwork now. 
In April, we reduced our emissions reduction and energy development plan, and it will ensure Alberta sets the pace in affordable energy production while reducing emissions and creating jobs. Alberta's government is investing billions in carbon capture utilization and storage to develop projects and programs and a helpful regulatory system. And Alberta is the only jurisdiction in Canada putting carbon away in sizable quantities right now with millions of tons stored safely. And we also have proponents exploring the opportunity of large carbon capture hubs across the province. Of course, the Pathways Project maybe being the most well-known, but we're also supporting small-scale and remote carbon sequestration opportunities for industry as well. And we're working with producers to understand and develop policy options <clears throat> that will support carbon capture investment across the province. All of this will lead to the cleanest energy and resources available anywhere. And that's true of hydrogen as well, with global demand forecast to be worth around $2.5 trillion a year by 2050. Alberta is the largest hydrogen producer in Canada, and we can produce some of the lowest cost hydrogen in the world. Ammonia is an incredibly important part of Alberta's hydrogen future too. Here again, we are the country's largest producer, and there is tremendous interest, especially from Asian buyers. Japanese country, uh, companies, including Mitsubishi and Otoshu, are connecting with Canadian firms to find ways to export ammonia from Alberta to Japan. And we're also working with global companies interested in sourcing ammonia from Alberta to understand what they need for exports to take off. One of the reasons we named our department Energy and Minerals is because there's just as much promise in minerals in Alberta. Alberta has vast, untapped geological reserves, many of which are in high demand for the production of batteries and cell phones, energy storage cells, and computer chips. More companies are looking to set up operations in the province. So we also passed the Mineral Resource Development Act and established the Alberta Energy Regulator to oversee all activity in the sector. We did this in the last year. And we're phasing in this new and improved approach, giving investors clarity and certainty. And then, of course, there's geothermal energy. We created the province's first geothermal regulatory framework, aligning the sector with other resource industries to ensure that the development is safe and efficient. Since the regulations took effect last year, we've received 75 applications for tenure and issued 48 leases. This emerging sector is already creating jobs. A Calgary-based company, Ever Technologies, built the world's first closed-loop geothermal system. And just last month, our Minister of Environment and Protected Areas, Rebecca Schultz, was in Germany to celebrate the start of a drilling on a project that will use Ever's breakthrough technology to power 18,000 homes and heat 200,000 others annually. Alberta's got what it takes to innovate in every facet of energy production. The upshot of all of this is that amazing things are in store for Alberta's industrial heartland. As petrochemical producers innovate to meet soaring demand while cutting emissions, you'll find a strongly supportive regulatory environment and the policies that you need for long-term investment and success. Our government's goal is to increase economic activity across Alberta's entire natural gas value chain by growing petrochemical manufacturing, LNG, hydrogen, and the plastic circular economy. The opportunities are vast almost beyond imagining, and we intend to seize every single one. And when Ottawa throws up fresh obstacles, we fight to tear them down for jobs and for the future of our industry. Common sense and economic reality will prevail. The force of these truths will carry the day, and together we will prove the doubters and the naysayers wrong. Alberta will not be left behind by the global energy transition. 
So I've said we are not transitioning away from petrochemicals and oil and natural gas. We're transitioning away from emissions. We're going to drive this transition. We're going to protect the planet and we are going to enable humanity's dreams of higher and higher living standards. Alberta's industrial heartland and the brilliant people behind it are key to winning on all fronts. So keep talking to us and telling us what you need to thrive because you can depend on us to deliver it. Thank you and have a wonderful conference. Thank <laughs> you.